Hello, all of you ex-CIA contractors out there. It's Burn After Noticing. The Burn Through... Burn Through. Jesus burn through. Christ. It's the, wow, this motherfucker said burn through. And cut here. And <laughs> here. It's the Burn Notice podcast that we do each week, hosted by two guys who have never seen the show before and are watching it through it for the first time. I'm one of those hosts named Josh, and the other one is named Paul. That's me. I'm Paul. Hey. And we don't have anybody to introduce this week because there is no guest. It's a no throwback. Guest. That's Can- right. We don't need for, no stinking guest. Where for we're our going, 10 we week anniversary. Yeah, but you, you know what? That? And 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 you know what? It doesn't matter that we have no guests. We're doing this podcast, which is more I can say for pretty much every other podcast out here. Yeah, you know, we're not releasing any uh premium episode on the feed that we've had. Yep, we don't have any six month old paywall content to uh release for you during the uh, Christmas New Year's week. So uh we just got together and watched an episode of Burn Notice and uh, decided to talk about it for all of you. Can you believe we've spent, because this is the 10th week now, so we've spent a fifth of this year watching Burn Notice. How does that make you feel? Oh, 20% of the year spent watching Burn Notice. It makes me feel pretty great. Yeah? <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> it was the end of the year, too, so. We're in double digits. Uh, hard to predict. As you say that, I have to remember that this was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was your this is your brainchild right here. Every time I been... think uh whose fucking brilliant idea was this? Uh, well, mine. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's it's led us down an interesting path through uh some cable television. It's brought us closer to Bruce Campbell, which I think we we both are very happy about. I mean, it's one of the things I'm thankful for this year. It's very true. I'm thankful for a closer relationship to Bruce and therefore God. Yeah, we didn't do we you know, we kind of recorded around Thanksgiving. We didn't do any thankful what we're thankful for. I'm thankful for Bruce Campbell, end of list. I'm thankful for um horny um ex uh fling slash girlfriends who keep you on the straight and narrow when you're starting to uh waver to another person. It's true. I'm thankful for accents. Yeah, accents hidden and um slipping through both um, you know, stateside Bostonian That's or true. I'm thankful the for pond. I'm thankful for Hawaiian t shirts. Um, Ooh, I'm thankful know, for cans of tomato juice. If I had more planning for, vodka. I did a I did a really long Mario stream for Sunshine, and if That's I right. had, if I had planned it better, I really wanted to buy a, a Hawaiian shirt to wear, and I didn't do that. Oh man, uh, yeah the uh, the Mario Sunshine stream featuring such uh, wonderful characters as Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> but only in the Frank Underwood voice, um, Mario and irish mario and irish mario there's more eth- there's more ethnicities to mario than uh, nationalities. <laughs> I mean, you know how poisoned my brain is by this podcast when i go on twitch streams doing characters like irish mario which is by <laughs> the way directly inspired by this podcast boy i had no idea Th- that was you the whole time it was me it <laughs> was me all along oh son of a bitch <laughs> you got burned <laughs> That's how uh, you get burned, baby. That's how you get burned, man. Oh, I didn't man. get burned though. That was fun. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, you it know. was. A, that was a very fun stream. Uh, Mario Sunshine, not a good game in my opinion. But you know hey. what's funny? I have a sick compulsion to go play it again. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that is pretty sick. It's sick. Like, it, like I think about it, and I'm like, man, I could like pop. I got it loaded up still. I could just pop back in and like try to get some more shine sprites. So here's what you could do instead: is play a good Mario game. You know, I could do that. You could try that. Please, please do it it's for like, yourself. It's like stuck else. in such a weird perpetual state where I don't know if I think it's good or not. And I I, 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 I am sickly <laughs> drawn to it. Now you got to play it again to decide. <laughs> I need to do another stream. It'll be like your through. sixth play. Like, no, it's good. I promise you guys. No, this time you're going to like it. 
it's it's like uh, it's like a fucking you know broken relationship i like I'm... this uh, this this new position this uh contrarian opinion of just defending mario sunshine you're the mario <laughs> sunshine guy you're gonna be there like are, you're like are, the prequel defender of mario there are plenty of people out there that love mario sunshine and would pro- probably love it way more than me i'm just kind of like in the seven out of ten range i think it's okay. good yeah yeah i mean that's that's better rating than i would have given it so you know more power to you for playing it you uh you definitely stuck that one out <laughs> I, tr- you know, I tried the, the Irish Mario and Prince Andrew showing up really <laughs> inspired me to the finish line. Though. They were, they were definitely here to help. <laughs> some interesting characters. There are some um, interesting characters. Speaking of interesting characters. Yes. It's a pretty interesting, uh, um, guest characters for this episode. of Characters up, were welcome in this episode. There were some welcome characters. You think, so do you think USA really approves all of their shows based on like if the characters are truly feel welcomed or not. Yes. I think, I think character welcomeness is a very important thing. They probably focus group that a lot. Like how welcome were the characters? Did you welcome any characters? Did the characters feel welcome? I, I would love actually to really get like an insight on what, what USA uses as a criteria <laughs> for their, for choose. Cause it seems like they all kind of fall in the same vein. Like we've had people who are like, who weren't familiar with the show on this show. And they're like, I think it was USA. And they're like, yeah, it was like, they yeah, it was actually it. even yeah, Bobby last week specifically was like, I'm going to guess USA. And he was yeah. exactly right. Like, yeah. I mean, some... if you never, if you had no idea and there was no like little uh, network bug in the bottom corner, you'd pretty much know this was a USA network show. It's got like what? So maybe we don't have a guess. We can, we can dissect this a little more. We can we can kind of dive into what what do we think is like the trope of a USA Network show? Like what makes it like what is the auteur the auteur theory for it's the characters. USA show? It's characters and welcoming them. Obviously, I mean, you wouldn't you welcome a, a character like Sam X? Wouldn't you? I mean, welcome... I would definitely welcome a character like Fiona and Sam X. Yeah, Michael Wesson seems a little too like fucking uptight for me though. Yeah, but there's other characters you can welcome. There's so many like I would welcome Mrs. Weston. Yeah, she seems she seems like a cool boomer. Like there we, are some characters you can welcome, and I feel like in the other USA Network shows you can also welcome some characters. Like I would welcome Monk; he's a welcome character. I I guess, but like, what what would you really have in common with Monk though? Like, what would you talk about? Compulsions, mostly compulsions. You just talk about like those weird urges <laughs> just, you just get. Mostly compulsions. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Monk, you ever you feel that urge to like jack off sometimes? <laughs> yeah, and then wash your hands after. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's like, well, he has to like stop right before he like edges, but only because he has to stop right yeah. before he comes to go wash his hands. Like exactly six hundred and forty-seven strokes, and then you have to like wash your hands twice. Uh, and if he doesn't, <laughs> his whole day is just fucking ruined. <laughs> I, I would be much more interested in Monk if it was just about a guy's OCD, but it was just about jacking off. He's just like, uh, if it's if it's if it has to be an even number of ropes, it can't be an odd number oh, of man. ropes. You haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, have you? I haven't. No. Okay. There's a there's a character in Sons of Anarchy whose whose compulsion is jacking off, and I'm thinking like you take the same, you kind of mix those two together, like a detective, like a private eye detective who like uh, can't stop jacking off. Does, so is he like in the middle of a case, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. He's like in the middle of a case. He's like talking to the client, and he just fucking reaches down and just starts cranking it. Is he Louis C.K.? <laughs> yes. Yes, Detective C.K. Detective, Jesus oh, Christ, no. I didn't realize oh, he was on no. that show. Oh, shut this bit down. Sorry, he's on another FX show. I got him confused. <laughs> oh, man, this is 2007. We're getting dangerously close to Louis C.K. guest starring on an episode of this show, so be careful what you wish for. Oh, shit, yeah, I can't talk shit about these comedians or they'll never appear on the podcast. Oh, man. 
Louis oh, C.K. will never come on this show. Whatever will we do without Louis C.K. coming on the pod? What oh, a shame. Well, let's get Peter C.K. instead. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of jacking off in this show, you think people are jacking off to this show? Oh, absolutely. I think Movie Kevin, uh, the, the former episode reviewer, definitely jacked off to this show at least once. I, would I think love he stopped movie. writing reviews because he started jacking off and he just doesn't have the energy anymore. He he just lost that uh that spark. Like he wants writing. to he wants to write a review and then he fucking cranks one out and he's just like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna eat something and watch something else instead, whatever. I think he became a filmer because I think he just reviews movies now. Ah. Hopefully yeah. he reviews uh the fall of Sam X if he's doing movies. I think it's funny, like you know, I, I kind of enjoy, I, I think I would say I enjoy Burn Notice, but I think it's funny that I probably spent the most time this year watching this show over shows that I'd be more interested in watching. Like what? Like, what do you, what, what didn't you, okay, so now we're on a, we're in a, a year and this is the last Burn After Noticing of 2019. True. So we could have a little retrospective. What didn't you see that, that you wish you had watched this year? Oh, that's a good question. So, like, the the shows people were talking about and be like, you should watch it. And I'm like, okay. Um, I, you know, The Mandalorian's the hot one right now. I feel like I, I saw one episode and I thought it was fine and I would continue on, but I just haven't. Is that um, just I mean, because you're not paying, like, you, you didn't find a good place to steal it or just haven't uh, found time? Oh, I've got a good, I've got a good way to do it. I just, I, I have a hard time sticking with shows and that's why I feel like I gravitate to movies because I feel like I just, I lose interest and then I'm just like, eh, with a movie, I could just sit the fuck down and watch it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I age, I think it, especially with, te- with television, it has to be really good to grip, especially multi season stuff that you know, or now with new TV that you have to like stick with every week, which is kind of I almost going... watch all of Watchmen, which makes me barf. That is, yeah. How far did you get? How many episodes have been? I think I, I think I went six episodes in. So I... six is more than me. I think I made four. Yeah. See, again, another thing that I spent time watching that, and I mean, I think struggle session, and I know at the very end of their watching Watchmen series, they're like, you know, the real people, the people, the right choice would have been to just listen to that show and not watch it. (laughs) Right. You know, I wanted some context. It would have it made it it made it a little funnier. Right. Well, hopefully, uh, we have a similar experience with those watching Burn Notice um, along with us. It's our goal to uh, to 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 get a little more entertainment out of this classic show for those who have seen it and those who haven't, like us. Um, I know some people have even told us that they're listening to this podcast without watching the show. So it's uh, it's our duty to make sure they know what's going on. We should do. We should throw out a, a quiz for those who only listen to this show and didn't watch any of it and see if they cut like plot points and like it's like a quiz to see how well just, do you know Burn Notice from listening to Burn After Noticing? Yeah, that's really just a quest uh, a quiz on how well we've done actually sticking to what's going on in this show, which <laughs> is you know just like getting horny a lot. 10 minutes, you know, almost 11 <laughs> minutes into this episode, and we haven't really talked anything about episode 10. It's totally fine. We'll get to it. This is the year in review. This is the retrospective. We're looking back um, on, a, on a very successful 2019. We launched this podcast. Yeah. We did I was going to say, you watch more TV than me. Is there 2019 shows you watched that you were like, damn, good shows? Burn oh, notice quality? Man. Um, Anything new? I don't... I don't think so. Um, after the after I got burned by Game of Thrones, um, Ooh, I've kind of spent this year. I forgot about that. Yeah, I've kind of spent a lot of time going back on television I like uh, and and rewatching old series. So uh, something I've done this year is I went back and rewatched Breaking Bad, oh, which, okay. was, which was a, a very good experience, and that show definitely holds up. It's awesome. And uh, right one. now, I am currently smack dab in the middle of a Sopranos rewatch, and uh, man, it's got it's been great. 
It's been so great. It's been the most <laughs> rewarding TV rewatch. It's Maybe, just such a great series, man. I'm going to say that's my 2020 resolution is to watch Sopranos because I've never seen it. I, I strongly encourage that. Um, for those that do follow me on Twitter that are listening, and uh, if you don't, you can follow me at Thick Flare TTV on Twitter. I have been Soprano posting my way through uh, my rewatch, getting screenshots of some of my favorite moments and just talking about some of my favorite parts of the series. That's been a really fun experience on Twitter, too pretty good stuff yeah, i will say a, one I, well one show i did take the time to watch in 2019 that came out in 2019 that i did like i did like the boys oh the boys kicks ass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was that great i liked year. it a lot yes the it's boys what watchmen should have been i uh actually i watched the boys and then like uh like maybe two weeks later just watched the whole thing again like it was great yeah that was one of the few shows that i like sat down and watched all the way through and like was really like compelled to do so yeah, probably the best new series this year right i i mean i don't i haven't seen too many but i'm i wager for me hell yeah absolutely I think it's probably my favorite new thing i saw yeah, this it year. was great it was worth worth watching yeah I would, uh, we definitely didn't get burned by the boys no that sounds weird <laughs> you didn't get burned <laughs> oh, by the fuck. boys <laughs> <laughs> anyway burn uh, oh, so let's get into the episode burning yes uh speaking of burning hey so uh, this episode opens like literally every episode of burn notice opens uh we got our drone shots we got our music. We don't have to ask anybody about the recap. But uh, oh, oh, let me yeah. ask you something. Do you ever skip the recap? No, I have never done it. Same. Yeah, Same. no, I, I haven't done do, it. I, yeah, you can't. I know we were DMing about this earlier. We should tell the <laughs> yeah. listeners about. So um, we share some ritual in the uh, during the recap. <laughs> Yeah, we just recite it. I mean, like, once you watch a show enough and it's just the same thing over and over, how do you not just, like, know it verbatim and just recite it along with the show? Oh, yeah, and the ones we found out, we kind of share, like, uh, you DM me and said, uh, which one was it? I think it was the uh, Sam Axe, bitchy little girls. Yeah, the Sam Axe line, of course. And, uh, yeah, I also said uh, the ones I, I do that along with are the bitchy little girls. Uh, when Fiona says Moyami in her Miami. Irish accent. And, of course, <laughs> the very end, uh, until you find out who burned you. You're, You're not, not going, going anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. that's so good. It's a uh, yeah. Why would I ever skip it? Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. So we get our drone shots, and then we start focusing on some malls. And uh, man, women be shopping, Josh. Armani, Gucci, all the good ones. Versace. Women be He's... shopping. Versace's tied to Miami, right? Yes. Yeah. They're all there. <laughs> uh, all, 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 all the gangs here. Uh, they're all the hits. So yeah, Michael's uh, taking Fiona out shopping. She's getting what an outfit for something they're doing, right? Again, the Did limitless. They, the thing? they don't have any money. Like what? What? Like how do they have all this money? They, they get. They did get paid last week, right? Was oh yeah, they did. They well, did they take it all though? I don't even remember, man. They're Fuck, not I'm making enough money now. to sustain take Fiona all the shopping habits. I for sure not making that much money. No, you know you're right. That guy. Oh yeah, I no, mean, last week he's was. This, uh, he was the surfboard guy. Yeah, the, he didn't pay. He just got he got Fiona on a discount on a gun that also Mike paid for for Fiona. Exactly. So they're just like continuously. Well, whatever. I guess she's buying nice ass shoes. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So Michael just continues to shower Fiona with gifts that he can't afford. I mean, it's very kind of him, but like, what was it? Just taking him on a shopping spree because that that was just something to do, or was yeah, there... I think they made it sounded like they were maybe going out on a date and she wanted something nice or something along those lines. Um... And then, so now Michael, at the same time he's doing this, he also is doing some trade craft and he's trying to get uh, new ID papers and uh, uh, the new proper, yeah, the proper credentials needed to go to DC to go find uh, Agent Cowan, the man who burned him. 
you know what's funny too is like he almost went into his dumb platitude in real time like without the voiceover when he's like the thing about dc is and i was like does he start everything with the thing about blank is oh my god could you imagine just every conversation <laughs> michael like, did you he pass was about the potatoes to to fiona. Well, the thing about potatoes is yeah, like he seriously was about like he's like the dude who loves trivial pursuit. And so any sort of tangential connection to any real world objects like, you know, the thing about uh, uh, drink coasters is uh, they only work in, uh, you know, the southern hemisphere or something like he bust out something fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, So he goes to like the uh, like a like a jewelry store type thing uh, or like a pawn shop. And he's going to try to get ID from this guy who then immediately pulls a gun on him and pulls out a wanted poster for a spy. That was weird. Like, I was, uh, so we can just say it for people who aren't watching the show. Like, he doesn't show back up in the fucking episode at all. No, like, no, I no. thought he yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, his name is Jumbo. He's played by, like, a, a real well-known character actor guy who we've seen. He's, like, a that guy from everything else. Um, and yeah, he pulls a gun on Michael and he's going to turn him over to the FBI, which apparently the FBI is like looking to arrest him on site, even though they've like been surveilling him. I, uh, yeah. I what I agency that was what, so weird. Like well, what he straight agency up said the like... FBI. He was like, yeah, I, uh, I got to throw the FBI a bone so they don't mess with me. Yeah. But, like it isn't, doesn't Sam have the FBI on a leash already? Well, they kind of left. Right. And then some new people got CSS got introduced. So maybe the I FBI kind of stopped. So yeah, what are they? I don't know. They, the guy, I don't know if he thinks they still. I, I can understand any of this. <laughs> they were like, okay, was. we're we're not gonna look at you. Don't do anything. And then he starts nope. doing stuff. He's like, what did we just say? We got to come back and tell you again. <laughs> so yeah, so Jumbo calls the FBI, and then Fiona gets there right in time to save the day. Um, and Pretending go, to be his girlfriend. Yeah, this was just like completely. This doesn't have anything to do with the plot of the episode at all. It was just like something they did before the opening credits. I did like when he was kind of explaining. He's like, "Oh, I don't, you know, I don't usually get to make any of these IDs much. You know, usually it's just kids looking to get an ID for a titty bar." Yep. <laughs> I think so, I don't. I can't remember if Michael repeats it back, but I just wrote "titty bar!" Exclamation point. <laughs> oh man, it takes a little while for this episode to get going. So thinking about titty bars for the first like ten minutes is totally understandable. This um, one also had my favorite platitude, and I DM'd it to you, where uh, Michael's being faced with a gun, and he's like, you know, a guy with a gun is a guy with a gun. Ah, like, yes, yes, uh, the gun guy. It's so it's so bad. He's like, you could fly, you could flee, or and it's like a guy with a gun is a guy with a gun. That classic West Western wisdom. <laughs> I like that Western wisdom. We should do. We should okay. New account trope on the on the on the on the social media account. We got to do Western wisdom Wednesday. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, we got the the three W's. The www dot um dropping knowledge <laughs> dot com dropping knowledge dot burn. Dot burn. <laughs> there we go. Burn dot notice. Okay. Uh, wow. I just had to stop because that was my favorite little platitude that they yeah, did. So like, he's gonna try to get IDs, but like this whole thing just is a is an abject failure, and then he goes somewhere else for it. So like this entire scene was useless. It yeah, it really like it doesn't really establish anything in the show, right? Like it doesn't really create yep, any character tension. They could have cut this entire thing out, and the, and the entire episode would have been just fine. Like it, yeah, uh, it would have just needed. been like. Oh, I need to go get an ID. I know this Lucy girl. Yeah, they just needed something, oh, a way for Fiona to to be to inflict violence on somebody in in some small way, and she did. She got to to smash that heel right in that dude's face and then bounce. So uh, <laughs> Fiona Fiona got to beat bar. somebody up. So all is right in the universe uh, on that front. But, we uh, like it. 
so so we do they get like to it. our real quest giver through Sam, who says, um, you know, call our friend. She works for uh, the, like the private sector now. And Michael comes in uh, with his narration, and he's like talking about how spies are spies everywhere you go, except uh, this one's like a corporate spy. So she's like a corporate espionage security consultant. consultant. Yeah, consultant lady. And she's got a job for Michael uh, through a uh, contact whose name is Evelyn, and she's got something with her husband, um, and there's trouble. That's all we really know, right? And if and if Michael does this, uh, the the friend Lucy is gonna. Which it is ironic that this character's name is Lu- named Lucy, and we'll get to that. Um, so she'll get Michael the ID papers he needs. Yeah, and so I like. I was wondering too if she was like going to be a new mainstay character, but she was at least for this episode. Lucy. Yeah, I well, well, at the end of the episode, they might have left they left the door open, but I don't right. think she comes back. Why but, not? Uh, it's it's just amazing how hot all of the people in Michael Weston's life are. That's kind of what I want to bring up. Like all of his ex spy friends are either cool as fuck, aka Sam X, or they're hot as fuck, aka Fiona, Lucy, and the whole gang, aka both like Fiona and Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Both cool and hot as fuck. Both cool and hot. Absolutely. Um, the only that's I guess that's the life of a spy. Yeah. You know, so he cool, wants to people. he wants to get out of Miami, and they're all saying he can't because you can't leave this level until you beat the dungeon. Obviously, uh, I'm glad uh, you brought. There's a lot in this uh, um, episode that reminded me of a video game, a scene in particular that we'll talk about later. This show, I mean, this show has a lot of video game parallels, in my opinion. Like, there's a, t- yeah, there is a, t- I mean, quest giving stuff too. But this, th- this whole episode, a lot of scenes reminded me of like Resident Evil games. Okay, I can. So I'll, I can... I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna be bringing some of that shit up. Very good, I like that. Um, so we'll definitely get to that. So he can't do that. Till, so he gets to meet the contact, and uh, we get our client, Evelyn. And uh, man, I, I was very excited to see our client this week because it is Lucy motherfucking Lawless. You, yeah, you recognized her before I did, and you were like, "You recognize who the client is?" And then I had to look it up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's motherfucking Zena." Zena Warrior Princess is the client Hell of the week. Hell yeah! Hell Damn. yeah! I got real excited. I already knew business was about to pick up, um, and she's like, she's having problems, right? So the deal is, uh, her husband and son are kidnapped, right? Yeah, her um her son has been kidnapped. She's very um like I think the dad was uh, distant and stuff. Basically playing on every trope of Michael. Like right, that's why right. he even says like, you know, a distant father, a son with a troubled childhood. He's like that really hits close to home, which could be motivation or it could be dangerous. Oh, but we'll we're going to find out why, folks. Um it took us they um so they really started out showing us that, you know, Lucy's the client um she's gonna be in trouble we're gonna solve all of her problems and uh, michael is just immediately just weak as shit to her like she he is horny as hell Um, (laughs) he really is is the most yeah i mean after i mean it's um, incredible how quickly he just fucking forgets fiona as soon as like lucy lawless blinks at him that's his uh i guess that's his weakness is the whole like emotional side of it because like he doesn't get that way with anybody like right. i was like damn he is immediately like oh, i love you to be fair lucy lawless is basically every human being's weakness she yeah she's still a smoke show oh after yeah the, you know 10 oh, years yeah. after the xena days or so still yeah, this kicking is 2007 ass. lucy lawless and she looks great yeah fucking great like she's like uh i think uh even uh when um uh right after michael weston meets with her and he goes back with sam Ag, she's like well she's a looker oh yeah for sure 
I'm like, and like, we're going to talk about every scene she's in, man. She just blows this one away. Like she really like, I'm sure she's paid very well for it and didn't have to do too much. It's one episode. She easily could have mailed this one in. She's Lucy Lawless, but she did not. She fucking went for it and crushed. Yeah. I mean, fucking killed it. Maybe the energy of uh, Bruce Campbell being on set brought in some sort of, um, some well, there's some, there's some trivia about that. I want to I want to get to that throughout the episode as well, um, because we don't see them together, uh, really. And no, we don't. And that's and that's weird because they did some Xena stuff together. He was a recurring character on Xena, so they have done Xena together, and he also was a recurring character on the Hercules spinoff, and they had done work together on that. And also, they went on to do uh, stuff together in Sam Axe versus Evil Dead. Yeah, Ash versus, Ash Evil, versus Dead. Evil Dead. Sam Axe versus Evil Dead. Could you imagine? Holy I was gonna shit. Be friend Rich, friend of the pod, is a. Uh, he brought that up. He's like, is uh, Burn Notice a Sam Raimi joint? And I was like, no. And he's like, because Lucy Lawless and Bruce Campbell now. Yeah, that actually is true. But yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've worked together quite a bit, but did not have any scenes together in this episode. No, they were like, we've seen it. We've seen each other enough. Let's the, let the kids play in this episode. How do you fuck that up? I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was I know, so disappointed. A, I was just waiting for them to, just to do any scene together. Yeah, that's, that's that is pretty shitty. Yeah, I'm not finding an excuse to put them on camera together. The only time they were ever in the same scene is when literally when Lucy Lawless had him in the crosshairs. Yeah, about to like snipe the um, dude. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, well, maybe I could just blow this dude away, too. She had him directly in the yeah yeah he was in the sights. Wow, uh, Xena Warrior Princess is free on Tubi, everybody. But we, so I, mean, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. We'll get to that. Um, I was gonna say I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I was like, whoa, you just said she's a sniper. Yeah, I, I kind of burned the episode. Um, wow, we were gonna keep the people who uh, were were listening to this for their you know this is their episode of television, our our show, and you just fucking you blew you buried we I don't know I can't even describe it right now. Sorry, everybody. I'll do better. Wow. Uh, wow. I'm not really mad. Whoops. I don't care. I don't think anybody's going to care. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, if you're if you're mad at me and you think I suck for spoiling this episode, you can email uh, burnafternoticing at gmail.com, or uh, you can follow us on Twitter and yell at me at burnnoticepod. What should be the hashtag for that? Um, uh, We'll think about it. I don't know. Uh, Paul burned us? Sure. Sure. Hashtag Paul burned us. <laughs> that is not a hashtag I want trending. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, boy. So let's get back to Michael Weston, social worker. Uh, he's got to he's got to save the kids and, and restore the marriage. Um, but before that, uh, he gets to go back and visit his mom, which thank goodness, after a few weeks away and literally, literally in mom's dialogue, she's like, what? I've been gone for weeks, Michael, and you can't even be nice to me. <laughs> seriously like she, she i was like first off i wrote in all caps i was like mom is back like i was all excited <laughs> yeah it was great i actually yeah, i wrote mom's back yay with yay, a bunch of like we get some more scenes we, we get some good scenes with her in this episode too yeah and she spends a lot of time in this one talking about uh mike's dad like setting up their relationship you know as to the parallel for the case and all that yeah they definitely use that which made me think because again i've been watching the sopranos a lot so my brain's wired that way and i was thinking about how david chase is making uh that movie the many saints of newark right now uh it's a prequel it takes place in like the in the 60s and it's about uh you know tony soprano's father and the people around him and wow. and some of those characters uh during that time period i was thinking about how much i would love like a many saints of newark style prequel movie about michael weston's dad 
He just seems oh. so interesting. Like, there's so many stories about like what a legendary scumbag he was. We have to see him at some point in the show. You think? Yeah, right? we need some flashbacks of like Michael Weston's dad. There's got to be like episode okay. whatever. He'll come back and he'll be like the central driving force through a season. Here's a fun question: If you could cast somebody to play Michael Weston's dad in a Ooh. flashback, who would it be? In a flashback, so he's like young, so he's around like a 30s or so. He's probably around what Michael's age is now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Michael Shannon. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I have one I, that's pretty. I have one that's pretty similar. Who? John Bernthal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Same too. energy. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think we both knocked that one out of the park. I love yeah. both of those. Either oh, one of those, shit. I would be super into. Oh, I think Michael John Shannon's Bernthal really would be good. easier to get because I think Michael Shannon's getting a little more prestigious now. But Bernthal's actually in the uh, the new Sopranos movie. Now that I think about it. Oh, really? I don't think they've announced who he is, but I think he might be playing uh, uh, Johnny Soprano. I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah, like, I mean, he's been pretty solid in everything I've seen. Oh, he's great. Even The Punisher, which I didn't like overall, uh, I thought he was very good in it. I liked the first season of it. I never saw the second. Oh, yeah. there Was there a second season? There was, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know that that's the thing, though. It's like, was there? It's like, I've there immediately was, forgotten remembered. so much of that Marvel stuff I've consumed, like, just completely out of, Too like... Too much. Yeah, I fell yeah. way off of that shit. The the TV series I thought started off strong. This is a TV podcast. I can do this. Um, I, I like I like the first season of Daredevil. I like Jessica Jones a lot. Like there's yeah, a lot of same, stuff in there. same. Like Kristen Ritter fucking kicks ass in all of that. She's great. Yeah, I thought she did a great job in those. Yeah, definitely. And I actually like the uh, second and third seasons of Jessica Jones better than other people did. There were three seasons of Jessica Jones. I think there were three. Or were what? There, I Again, I can't remember everything. I think oh so. Oh my god! You know that's because like when we were you know, earlier in this show and you're talking about just like shows from 2019, I looked it up and it like, there was like one show and I can't remember right now that was like on three seasons already. And I'm like, fucking really? Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. How easy is it to make TV nowadays? Like people just, they're just like approving these things and they're just like, yeah, send it out. Why not? Yeah. And especially with like streaming and stuff, there's, yeah. Some of these like streaming series, I can't, you, you don't realize how long they've been on until you're like, wait, yeah, they get like a season just released and you're like, fucking A, it's really like on five seasons. Well, there's we got uh, this is a uh, really funny when uh, I, I guess we'll get to that. There's uh, something that ties in with that towards the end of the episode uh, that Michael says that uh, ties in with that. But uh, we'll oh, get really? back. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll bring that up. Um, we'll get back on track here. So Michael sees his mom again. Uh, and this is uh, where I kind of figured out uh, Lucy Lawless might not have been on the level. They really start showing their hand uh, as she like starts playing like really more into the damsel in distress thing. It just oh, seems yeah. like and that she like scene on the beach and where to Lucy like... Lawless's credit, she just like is doing it more and more disingenuously on purpose. Like she's doing a really great job tipping her hand like intentionally. Yeah, like it, it, it became I think yeah around a parent when they're on their second meeting where she's like almost like fake crocodile tears, like really really like hamming it up. Like what if a what if a spark were to occur? Like would you get close then? Yeah, and this is the scene that I also was like, man, poor Jeffrey Donovan. For he just was not ready for this scene. <laughs> he was not <laughs> ready for this scene with Lucy Lawless. Like she was out there just crushing it, and he was just standing there like stone, fucking with his just the face, just that one face he makes. When they called cut, he was like, <gasps> like he could breathe, like he, he wasn't was just, breathing. <laughs> he just did that face while Lucy Lawless is just emoting with the camera, just super intense close up, and she's crushing it. I'd like to think like uh, the directors and writers have like a personal vendetta against Jeffrey Donovan and they like make him act all robotic and shit. And he goes on set or he went on set and he was like, maybe I'll try uh, acting it up a little bit. And he tries and they go, cut. No, no. And they like reprimand him for trying. <laughs> They're like showing him footage of Sam Worthington, like more like this. Yes. We want wooden 
base robot. We don't Stop want. Emoting. We don't want expression. You're the everyman. All of the horny dads across the USA have to uh, implant them on you. Hey, you know all that work you've been doing hiding your Boston accent? Stop. Uh, let it accidentally slip out once in a while. We're doing the departed now. Yeah, yeah. The, once in a while, just fuck it up. Just, uh, just out of nowhere. It's fine. I'd love yeah if they brought like uh, one of the Wahlbergs to put it on as a guest, and oh he just like God. really starts yeah, coming like, out. That's why I'm waiting for like one of the other people to be a Boston guy, and it just yeah fucks his accent up. He's like having a wicked good time over here why in they uh, Miami. That's probably why we haven't seen any Boston people as like the uh, the guests yet. They know better. Or any Irish people, as oh, far yeah, as no I more, remember. Yeah, besides the one Irish American scumbag that Fiona was horny for. Oh, that's true. Like he didn't really. He, he was. He was American, more... but like he had all the makings of an Irishman. Let's be real. That's true. <laughs> he was. He was an Irishman at all. In, in true all and true. Name. It really, really. And even spoke a name. To His her. name was McCoy. <laughs> oh jeez. His name was McCoy. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. So that, that was on his license plate. How could I forget? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because it's like a license plate. Oh, that guy was such a dipshit. Oh, uh, fantastic. Um, speaking of ge- getting jealous, though, this is where Fiona starts getting jealous. Yes, of, she... um, <laughs> of Michael because, or of Evelyn, I should say, because it's very apparent, especially when there's a scene where Evelyn is like crying into Michael's chest. And Fiona's just furious. Oh, yeah. And she, like, straight up kisses Michael on the lips. She's like, oh, thank you. Mm, mm, yeah. You. Really playing out of and, the front Yeah. Of Fiona's like, this is bullshit. She knows it's bullshit. And she asks him point blank, one of my favorite lines in the episode, where's that trademark Weston emotional distance? Yeah. Because <laughs> seriously, because every single time he, he gives no fuck. Like, he'll listen to everybody and he'll just have that same blank expression. And then he'll be like, don't worry, we'll take care of it. And then this one, he's, like, seriously, like, I'm going to get that son of a bitch. We're going to, I'm going to find your child like he's so determined yeah ma'am ma'am play may i please please have a crumb of this coochie uh, c- just crumb one of crumb coochie, just a, a little tiny one please just coming up like snack. oliver twist mom please may i have some more coochie some more more coochie <laughs> this coochie ain't free i want to get a bit of more fanny in it <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> oliver twist michael weston what a scenario <laughs> Speaking of Oliver Twists, there's quite an Oliver Twist in this episode we're about to get into. There is. Oh! A, a veritable heel turn. Um, right before, we got one of our... Um, I just want to like to bring up the 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 good Sam X scene of the week. There's a couple of them, actually, but there's one... The Sam is uh, meeting with Michael about uh, his ID papers and, and all that other stuff, doing recon, and he just gets into one of his like classic Sam Axe moments where he's like kind of over-telling a story for no reason just because like he's cool and charming and he can. Yeah. You know, I don't even really remember what he said. I just remember him just being Sam Axe and be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, like his his lines, I, like I try to write them down when I get to them, but I do miss a few, and there are he's like, like I, yeah, one. I went out with this guy, and he bought him a bottle of tequila, and then the other guy, like he's just like all the, like he's telling them how, <laughs> like showing his work for no reason. Yeah, because like when they're talking about it, like he he like mentions too, like he's like flipping through a magazine. This was one of his funnier moments where he's just like, um, so it's like you, you could find your favorite match based on your favorite meat. And he's like, what's your favorite meat, Michael? Just have <laughs> and the, then uh, cut Michael the Weston's just like dismissive, like it's like shut up, Sam. They just need like a wow 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 sound effect or something. Yeah, need, it should have like cut in raised eyebrows. Like it, it would have been very very good for that. There were there were a lot of good a comedic effect scratch. ones, especially with the lower third in this episode. Yes. Oh, one of my favorite lower thirds of the season. I agree. I was like, oh, they're using these for comedic effect now. I like it. Yeah, like I said earlier, this episode takes a while to get going. I even was like, uh, my my early notes. I'm like, ooh, I'm a little worried about this one. This one might be tough. 
Um, but well, then, yeah, know, the, the whole beginning up. scene meant nothing. Yeah, when Lucy Lawless showed up, I was like, all right, all right, business is picking up. This might be a little bit better, like her in like the D.D. Pfeiffer kind of role from from earlier this season. And uh, then we get the turn. So Michael goes to meet with the uh, the quote unquote ex-husband who's like got the son kidnapped. He pulls a gun on him. The guy's dressed like a zookeeper. And he's like, wait, <laughs> wait, please. I'm actually not the bad guy. I'm just a zookeeper. No, he's not a zookeeper. He's uh, he's, he's the like, zookeeper. He's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. um. What's his name? Kevin James, the zookeeper. Yes, he's Kevin James. And he <laughs> says, um, here comes the boom. Don't shoot me. Uh, no, he, uh, he's like, no, don't shoot me. He's like, this is actually all about me. Um, I sent my son away. They already tried to kill me. And then there's a freeze frame and Michael realizes what's happening. He turns around and Lucy Lawless has a big old gun with a silencer on it. Yep. Boom. Lower third comes in. Evelyn, the assassin. Oh, shit. Oh, and then it goes to... I forget his name. I was just Doug. caught up his in this moment. His name is moment. Doug. Doug, yeah, and it's like Doug, the new client. The new client. <laughs> it's oh, great. It's, it's like it, it's like a really split second thing. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I like what they're doing here. Wrestling fans call this the double turn. This is like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret mm. Hart at WrestleMania 13. Damn. Um, yeah, yeah, I wrote a, the a absolute heel moment. turn. Yeah, this is a yeah big turn, and then now business has really picked up because now we have bad guy Lucy Lawless, and then fucking <laughs> I am all in. See, this is the scene I was talking about that really reminded me of like Resident Evil specifically. So they get into the hut and they have this you know intimidating figure trying to get in, basically like shooting at them. Michael's Weston's disabled. Michael's uh, gun is disabled, and he's got to figure out how he's going to fucking get out of it and to me it reminded me of resident evil especially like this specifically kind of resident evil 4 because you're like stuck in this house like especially in the beginning scene where there's a village and there's everybody trying to get in and you're like trying to like scramble to find things in the house to get out i was like damn this is like some video game ass shit where you have to, like, i love that yeah you're like strapped in a house you gotta like find out like these items these yeah and even exactly like the that. speed of everything like they're they have a, like it's it's like an intense thing where they're under the gum they still have enough time to like converse about it and like like look around the the, the level for items uh, yeah. that they can then like craft and put together for a solution to the puzzle to defeat the boss and just like in a good video game uh 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 like way he the the one thing he needed he had all along thanks to fiona the hairpin yes and i actually wrote like lucy lawless is a terminator in this one oh <laughs> so, like, yeah okay. very much a terminator like outside like like very t8000 kind of <laughs> and so like she's like just stone cold killer and yeah michael pulls the hairpin and he's like fiona out of his wallet why is it in the wallet i don't like what's so he just keeps one in there for her that's what we're to I guess so, like, because earlier in the episode, she, like, he was getting rid of the handcuffs. We didn't touch upon this. Like, he was oh, handcuffed yeah. after the dude with the um, pawn shop. So I guess this is, I guess that's the very loose association that beginning scene has with this episode, is that she had the hairpin to get him out of handcuffs. And she's like, you don't keep a hairpin around? And he gets himself out of the handcuffs, puts the hairpin in the wall, and he's like, now I do. Oh, fuck, I did totally miss that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so it comes back. So this is this was like this is where I was just like, oh, look at these old cheeky writers where there's because I think I mentioned either before we started recording, this whole this whole episode is like a um, weird Christmas carol to teach Michael Weston not to be horny for anybody else. <laughs> like if, like she is the ghost really of point. horny present. And she's like showing him everything that he likes in a woman 
is touching on his emotional vulnerabilities and he gets fucking burned. Right. And it's Fiona who literally saves the day because it was her hairpin that gets them out of this situation. So Ghost of Horny Future is heel Lucy Lawless trying to kill him for getting too horny. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all just fate. variations of Lucy Lawless. Like yeah, even yeah. the past is Xena Warrior Princess is the ghost of uh, the ghost of horny ghost past. Ghost of horny past. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, she I mean, would show uh, up uh, and be Fiona, like, his ex-girlfriend jerk off to me, Michael. Yeah. I mean, like his ex-girlfriend was, you know, like an IRA like soldier. So, you know, he like was dating a warrior princess. Wow. You think uh, Fiona's like that would be a great twist in this fantastical bird notice to find out that Fiona's actually royal Irish heritage. Oh, man. Wonderful. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm stupid though. I don't even know if like they have. Don't they just go under the Queen of England or? Whatever? I think who I think the I know I think Irish royalty is whoever has the most potatoes. Ah, you're right. He who holds the potatoes holds the world is the classic Irish uh, phrase. Yes, uh, coming soon. Irish Dune. Irish. Oh fuck yeah, man. Oh man. I, I, yeah, I I, we're not Dune. There's boys. our buzzcast. There's our buzzcast tie-in. Irish Dune. I love it. I love. They got me into Dune. I can talk about Dune. Fantastic. So yeah, um, another video game uh, trope from this is Lucy Lawless gets in the Charger and she's like gonna like ostensibly like drive it into the shack, but she's it's somehow the car is going slow and fast at the same time. They, they give so much time. This is another. This this is when it turned from Resident Evil Four to Resident Evil Seven because there's another scene where. At the very tail end or climax of the scene, the psycho gets in the car and tries to run into you. So, yes, it's another like, Resident it's just, Evil tie. It feels like she's supposed to be going fast, but they're making sure it's going slow enough that they can like do all the stuff they need to do to stop her. When that thing, by the way, is they uh, he uh, straps a can of bug spray to a propane tank, throws it at the car, which Lucy Lawless stops. By the way, she doesn't drive it into the house. She just she just stops. For yeah. Also, no reason. It, the Charger is Fiona's car, right? No, that's Michael's dad's car. That's the one. It's that... Michael. Okay, that's right. Why? Why didn't Michael take the keys with him when he went into the uh, uh, to confront the guy? He, because he didn't. He thought we were just going to be in and out. He was going to shoot the guy and get on out of there. Like what? Who does? Like what? Fucking psycho! Like you're so prepared all the time, but you don't remember to take the keys with you. Didn't take the keys. So uh, Lucy Lawless hmm. is going to drive it through there, but she doesn't. She just stops. Just nah, never mind. I'll just stop. Giving Michael <laughs> I'll enough let the time. Propane tank hit me. Yeah, giving Michael enough time to throw a propane tank at the windshield and then get a well placed shot off, shoot it, and uh, R.I.P. Spy Charger. Yeah, Fiona's um, car. I think Dad's even Charger. later he says like, yeah, the Charger's going to need some work. Yeah, which is, uh, it's so funny. They keep setting up that they're going to repair it. The car gets fucking blown up. Mm -hmm. They yeah, blow it's... the car up. How are you going to fix an exploded fucking car? Well, it's not going to happen. She, he's going to need to pull money out of uh, his mom's wallet again to pay for another charger. That car is coming back next week. You know that, right? That's why they they're... set all this up. They're, they're bringing the car back next week. They can't, are they going to explain it away with the throwaway line? They already like, have. Oh, they, we'll... they believe that by, by saying we need to fix it, that we, we're just supposed to believe that that shit's repairable. Oh, you fucking I wish totaled they... that thing. You blew it up with a propane tank. Dodge doesn't have a fun little thing because I wish it would be like, yeah, we got a great deal, Michael. Happy Honda days. The last shot we have of that car, it was fully engulfed in flames. Oh, yeah. It, it, it I'm surprised she survived. Like She was able it to jump out of the way. on and, like, fire. Yeah, huge fireball. That car is toast. Yeah, done. There's no way. So the car I mean, just got burned. It did literally burn. <laughs> Not, there's no metaphor. The car actually was burned by fire. It's pretty burned. But this is a great opportunity. Great opportunity right now. Bring back Spy Neon. I mean, they do have. I mean, they bring have it to back. Keep it right. 
bring back the motherfucking spy neon. I would love oh. to have a scene they go back and he's like, well, it looks like I need a car. And Sam's like, well, Michael, I took the neon over to a junkyard, but if you call this guy, he'll have it. And then, like, the quest giver is like, oh, I'll give you back your spy neon if you, like, fucking solve this child support situation I have or whatever. <laughs> yeah, geez, that does sound like something or that like, would uh, Maybe, like, there's, like, 500 pounds of stolen gold hidden in my junkyard and somebody, like, bought a cement truck that had it in there or something. I don't know. Let me no, there's a million this. ways. Although, like, it, it teases it at the end of this episode. The next episode's going to be interesting. I think so. I think so. Speaking of things they teased... um, we get to so now <laughs> Evelyn teased Michael. Hey, <laughs> um, but Evelyn's having a lot of fun with this. So uh, they set up the meet, or they find out that uh, their friend Lucy, the quest giver. Uh, yeah, that's has, how they got uh, in contact, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's got a new unknown client, and they're worried that this is the hit, and they're going to take her out. So they uh, they rush to go uh, save her, and as Michael's looking for her, he gets a call from Evelyn. And uh, she happens to be like standing nearby or sitting down nearby. And she's on doing that thing where she's on the phone watching him and they're talking. And she also, by the way, crushes this scene too. Oh yeah. She's like, don't worry. I'm not going to shoot you. Not here. Yeah. She's just having a blast with it and she's just doing great. So she's like telling him, Hey, actually we do know each other. Michael comes over and sits down. She's like, yeah, we met in, uh, we met in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Istanbul. Not Constantinople. (laughs) That's nobody's business, but the Turks. Of course, yes, that famous song we all love. Uh, I love They Might Be Giants. I really, really You're probably hearing it right now. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, Um, you're going to be hearing it right now, listeners. (laughs) So uh, she talks about how they met in Istanbul, and uh, Michael's like, oh, yeah, you took out those two diplomats, just like casually. Like, yeah, you just murdered those two diplomats. And she's like, yeah, you almost caught me. If it wasn't for you meddling kids and and your dog. (laughs) Yeah, you basically you fooled us again. We had talked about the Scooby Doo tie-in last week. That's right. She was actually Old Man Jenkins. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the the mask came off, and Evelyn was revealed to be Old Man Jenkins from Istanbul. Old Man Jenkins from Istanbul. I was I I, I kind of got distracted, unfortunately, and I apologize because I was looking to see if Lucy Lawless was on cameo, and she is not. Aww. What a shame, man! Yeah, like I, I feel like she'd be an expensive cameo if she was on. Me. You think like oh, I don't? Yeah. I, I, I think like maybe like dude. a good ballpark of like 50, 60. Oh no, I'm not charging any less than three figures if I'm Lucy Wallace. Like if I'm Lucy so? Wallace, I mean, I'm charging like two bills. At the have minimum. you spent time on Cameo looking at like uh, a little bit people's uh, prices? Oh yeah, I like to look at the uh, which wrestlers are out there. Because oh yeah, it's funny you said that because I was looking at Bruce Campbell and I got Bruce Buffer. Oh yeah, no Bruce Buffer's on there. Um, Mike Goldberg did one for Chapel FYM that's really good. Damn, yeah. I don't think any of the fucking burn notice people are on here. No, I, 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 I may or may not have gone looking for burn notice cast members on there before. Oh, you already did? Okay. I was like looking up Lucy Lawless because that would have been fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. I would even take anyone that's appeared on an episode. Is David Zayas on there? I'm done with that. Is, uh, <laughs> Just a very Ray small Wise, David Zayas, Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. Any of the, any of the quest givers. Absolutely. Uh, David Zayas is not on here, unfortunately. Damn. David Zayas, get on Cameo. Damn. Yeah, it doesn't look like really anybody is, which is which is such a, which is shame. But I think Bruce Campbell is too damn cool, honestly, to not Yeah, to, he's probably a little a too big for Cameo. He just, yeah, he can he gets the bag a lot of other ways. He's doing, like, way too much cool cool guy shit to be, like, recording videos for us dummies. Yeah, he's, he's too busy taking selfies behind helicopters. 
Yeah, he's too busy fetching his cat out of his Christmas tree. Yes. Oh, what a great picture. I don't know if anyone follows Bruce Campbell on Twitter. You can follow Bruce Campbell on Twitter, at Groovy Bruce. Yes, I'm plugging Bruce's Twitter. We should. It's, it's, it'll brighten everyone's day. There's a cute little kitty in his Christmas tree, and you're like, damn, Bruce Campbell's got a great life. It's a good kitty. He also posts some old pictures of him in 90s movies looking incredibly hot. Basically a hotter Indiana Jones. Yeah, seriously. Like, if he would have been Indiana Jones. I mean, Harrison Ford's great and all, but come on. I think you could honestly just seriously plug and drop in. Like, like uh, Indiana Jones is kind of a Imagine an Indiana professor. Jones, like, Netflix or Hulu series starring Bruce Campbell as Indy. Yeah, I mean, fucking sign me up. I, I think he's a little too old to play, like, a younger Indiana Jones. No, but you get, like, like old Indiana Indy. Jones. Why yeah. not? Yeah. No, I mean, Indy's never, like, the appeal of Indy has never been that he's a young guy. It's that he's like an older dude that can still. Yeah, he's yeah, that's true. He's like a professor. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the part. That's uh, one of the uh, charms of the character. Mm, you think they would have realized that before they uh, tried to make Shia LaBeouf the next Indiana Jones? <laughs> yeah, you know what? They weren't. They didn't want to let their dreams be dreams. Sometimes you have to just yeah, do it. Sometimes you just gotta force somebody through, even if it's what nobody wanted. Sometimes you have to just do it. What are you waiting for? All right, Nike. <laughs> Calm down. Never seen We're that Shia LaBeouf. By them just yet. You never seen that Shia LaBeouf video where he's just screaming, "Just do it!" Behind a green. Oh screen no, I absolutely have oh, seen man. that. It's one of my favorite. Uh, classic internet. Some very That's good. That's pretty internet. good. He him in front of the, He did it in front of a green screen too, so everyone could fuck with it. So what, a, what a great guy. Yep. Thank you, Shia. Thank you, Shia, for your art. Honey boy, now in the select theaters, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, so, uh, Lucy Lawless and uh, uh, Michael Weston share their little scene, and it looks like the friend's gonna get killed. They're going to run her over with a car. Michael saves the friend's life. Um, yeah, just full on tackles yep, her just, out yeah, of the yeah. way. Just, just saves her life. Cool. Now, now they're all good. So now they got to figure out a way to stop Lucy Lawless. Well, first they got to patch up the boo boos. Like they went to her office, and yes. Michael Weston did first aid. He did do some first aid. So Nurse Michael fixed up the boo boos and he kissed the boo boo and put a little bandage over. Uh, I just thought little, that was funny that they were like SpongeBob opening band-aid. on that scene. It was. It was nice. <laughs> It was. I mean, it's caring. I just it it just seemed funny that they like. She just got he she she gets full on tackled by the guy out of the way of the car, and then it's just like a little tiny scrape on her elbow. Uh, oh, I got a little boo boos from getting hit by a widow car. <laughs> hit by he just gets struck by a widow vehicle. It's smart though. Like, it is. Oh, pretty I smart. just get a little one over by a widow Cadillac. A widow Cadillac. Oh, did somebody almost get killed? Oh, did you almost get murdered by a widow Cadillac? Oh, uh, rub some. Oh, uh, your poor feelings. Oh, uh, your poor feel. You know what? Your poor feelings. That's the toxic masculinity to be like. Just rub some dirt in it and keep going. Corporate espionage spies are a bunch of bitchy little girls. <laughs> exactly. Sam's looking at that like, come on, Lucy, shut up and nut up or shut R- up and nut up or whatever. Rub some dirt on it and have a bloody mary. You're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so they, so they, they come up with their plot, and uh, I, I don't know. They did do the whole thing. Um, Michael but basically, is, they're just like they have to catch her, and like they're like their plan is to get her out in the open. So Michael's can, like, biggest concern down. is his mom and his dipshit brother Nate, who can't take care of himself. She yeah, he explicitly cool. brings up like, what if they go after my brother? Which isn't a legitimate concern because like Nate's a fucking idiot. That would have been a great opportunity for like a really good comedic moment for my or for Michael to be like, I oh, need to be doing me a favor. Oh yeah, yeah. Or like, um, like Bruce Campbell goes to mom's house and Fiona goes to like find Nate and he's like doing something stupid, like he's in the middle of some dumbass shit thing, and she's she gotta like, like drag him out. Yeah, yeah. He's like at a nightclub about to get his ass kicked or something, and she has to. And it, and it also gives a great excuse for Fiona to have another fight scene. Hmm, if only we didn't cut some of that 
very crucial pawn shop intro. We could have had some actual good yeah. scenes. Oh, Jesus. But, but we had to have that. <laughs> no, we had to have the weird pawn shop thing that didn't matter. Of course. Of course. Um, but we did we did get one good scene out of this um, it, with uh, Sam Axe and Madeline Weston. Cause so Sam goes over oh, yeah. to protect Madeline and he's like trying to make an excuse to be there. He's like, my lady friend and I had a little argument. I thought I could crash on your couch tonight. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> he's like, no, why are you really here? Sam, don't bullshit me. Yeah, she's he's like, like I, well, I'm not that actually stupid. somebody wants to murder you because your son's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, well, okay. And he's like, well, <laughs> she goes, you want to be <laughs> love this one? Yes. You want a beard? He's like, you kidding me? You kidding me? <laughs> They're so they good. Just walk off they screen. fucking, they just like ooze chemistry, like fucking, uh, like Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart. They're just brilliant together. It's great. I was, I, I seriously, I think I messaged you. I was like, I wish the whole episode was just them hanging out, drinking oh, beers. God, yeah. But just even that scene, like it, it really was like the way that they kind of played their dialogue with each other really was kind of like a throwback to an old movie. Like just, they had very classic, just scene chemistry. With each right, other. like he's got, he knows something that she doesn't, and she's trying to get yeah, it out. Yeah, and of they them. play off of each other, and just like a yeah, it's very subtle, but like it just it really works. They're so good together. I love that scene. Yeah, I audibly like was like, ha ha, yeah, this rules. <laughs> yeah, so he he leaves her the big ass shotgun so that she can protect herself in case something happens, so that they can all meet up and basically formulate this plan to have the the Doug guy go out in the open with a, uh, with a bulletproof vest to try to lure her out. Yes. Couple quick notes on this one. Uh, Madeline Weston also notes that Michael's dad kept a single shot Winchester around, which I think is cool. Uh, oh, yeah. So more reason why I think I need to see more of Mike Michael's dad. <laughs> um, so they I, definitely are going to, there's he, there, he has to be a f- fucking central figure. of Yeah. One they're of just shows, planting too many seasons. seeds, man. Yeah. They're, they're planting way too many seeds. And also here's a great note. Uh, just like Sam X planting way too many seeds. Hey, <laughs> and, uh, Doug says, uh, Hey, are those, those bullets? And he's like, yeah, it broke it in for you. Um, that is the best. So, so thing about Kevlar guys, um, once it's been shot, it yep. uh, destroys the structural integrity and can't be used again. Nope. That bulletproof vest. Yeah, even is I one, know that. And I'm stupid. That is a literally useless vest. If, if he got shot, it would do the same thing as a t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's literally no. <laughs> I thought that too. I was just like, so it's a vest now. Yeah, it's just it's literally for fashion. It has no uh, real strategic value whatsoever. Mm. But the plan does work. So they basically find a way. Like uh, there was somebody like tipping her off to think that he was going to go testify. So he was going to be in this one park, and lo and behold, not only. This is like expert. This is like way too expertly planned. Well, there's also there's were, another. I'm I'm gonna poke a big old hole in this one too. But go ahead. Yeah, because it's just like so they're they are gonna go walk up to the courthouse. So that's sure it's known. But they pick the exact vantage point. Like Michael knows exactly where she's gonna set up. And I mean, they say you know he tries to logic it by saying, "Well, I knew you're left-handed and all this other bullshit." Okay. How, so what are the odds? Well, a couple so, so a couple things here. Yeah, yeah. So she says. There were six places better vantage points. Why did you pick this one? He explains because he knows that she prefers certain types of buildings because he remembers doing recon on her in Istanbul, not Constantinople. And um, she's left-handed and she prefers these. So if you remember all of these things about her, Michael, if you know all of these tendencies and all of this intelligence, (laughs) how do you not know what she fucking looks like? Yeah. You know what? Good point. Like, 
I, I mean, you can't even really get away with the hair dyeing shit. He's a spy. He should. She know this. literally just had a slightly different haircut. Like his mom even did that in like the fucking first two episodes. This can be explained away. He's horny as fuck. Like he's not thinking with his head. He's thinking with his lower head. Hey-o. He's not thinking clearly. Yeah, obviously not. Like, he's horny just... as shit. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm not trying to shoot her unless it's a different kind of shooting. Yeah. No, the, the logic on this one falls apart just really, really easily. This entire episode. I did episode, not think about that. That's really funny. Yeah. He literally... fucking like, as soon as, she, as soon as it clicks at who she is, did she even hide her name? Like, I don't even think in their meeting, she was like, you're right. I'm not Evelyn. I'm actually blah, blah, blah. Like, no, how no, does, she's just not hear the name Evelyn and go like, oh, wait a minute. Isn't this Evelyn from Istanbul, not Constantinople, who like uh, murdered those two uh, diplomats and I tried to catch at one point? I think, uh, I think Michael just thought, you know what? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to get a lot of mileage out of uh. that one today. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) she came back with a new haircut. Why'd she change it? I can't say. People just liked it better that way. Yeah, it's just a a thing that happened, you know? (laughs) Oh, um, my gosh. But uh, literally, this episode is entirely centered and carried by Lucy Lawless, and if it wasn't for her, it would be an absolute disaster. It really, like, this would genuinely be one of the worst episodes if it wasn't for Lucy Lawless's performance. I truly believe that. Oh, hell yeah. And it turns into a little bit of a Star Wars at the end where she's basically trying to get him to go to the dark side of going rogue. Which I would have. If I killed him, we could split the money. Would have. By by the way, she could have dropped all this bullshit. She could have got the, he could have got the fuck out of all this dumbass burn notice stuff and just been rich with Evelyn. They could have been hitmen together and made a bunch of money being like international assassins. The coolest fucking life in existence. It would have been a cool, and then, then we could just pivot to an even cooler TV show. Oh, right. That would have been great, actually. Like the like whole show stops here. And then, yeah. This? Yeah, the new season, it's uh, Lucy Lawless and Jeffrey Donovan, and they're fucking hitmen. They're assassins. And Sam, for so, okay, Sam gets turned somewhere, because we have to keep him. We yeah, have to keep then, the whole crew, actually, oh, and so then, they like, have to turn, Oh, too. and then, no, but then, like, there's a plot twist, and, like, Fiona ends up being, like, the central enemy, and, like, Fiona Ooh. and Lucy Lawless are, like, going at it. I like that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Fiona wouldn't turn because she hates Evelyn, but I think Sam is kind of, he'd be like the... uh, uh, he'd be the arbit- arbitration kind of guy where he's just like, oh, I can't go either way, you know? Like, he's trying to, like, stay good with Fiona, but also he's like, oh, well, here we go. my friend. Fiona, like, disappears for a long time. Then we find out in the later season that she's rejoined the IRA, and then later on she's, like, one of their targets. Damn, you, this sucks. This is not what the show is, and it should be. Do you know <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I'm like Ryan Johnson. I'm turning things on its head. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm I wrote my notes. I'm, I was like, I'd go rogue for Evelyn. Yeah, like, I'm challenging, your, sta- I'm challenging like, okay. your stereotypes. Anyone can be a Jedi. Fuck your midichlorians. Exactly. I was like, I'll turn to the dogs. I shoot that Doug guy. I don't give a shit about yeah, him. Fuck Doug. Fuck that zookeeper looking bitch. Yeah, that guy's. Yeah, he look at his stupid little shack on the side. He probably he's fine. Whatever. He, he lived goof. the life. Yeah, and also yeah, and business suit Lucy. Business suit sniper rifle Lucy Lawless. It's smoke show. Total smoke oh, yeah, show. Yeah, she looks great. And yeah, I'm and so she zip Bad ties ass. herself and she's sitting on the ledge and she, uh, he's like, I'm gonna arrest you. And she's like, Well, pff, you know, we you and I both know I'm not you know going to jail or anything. She's like, could we have done it differently, Michael? Michael looks at her and goes, not in this lifetime. And Lucy Lawless goes, well, maybe in the next. And just fucking jumps off that motherfucking roof, dude. And then you just hear a boom. And then everyone goes like, ah, like screaming. Just R.I.P. Like just a straight up G. Lucy Lawless goes out in one of the just gangsterous ways possible. Just jumps off the roof rather than getting taken in. Oh, if this was a comedy though, they'd probably like cut to her and she'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like she'd be like, "That was so fucking stupid." <laughs> She's like still alive and dying. Like that always sunny episode where it's actually like four feet down. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're like trying to the McPoyles take over the fucking bar. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah, like um, that would have been maybe. Hey, you know what? I like to think we didn't see her hit the ground. She's not dead. I don't think she's dead. Oh, that would be so great if she came. I back think the later. screams that you hear are like her pushing people out of the way and running. The real, away. Uh, real Sherlock situation going on here. It'd be fucking great, dude. She's oh, gonna come man. back in a later season, and it's gonna show what we didn't see, which is her hitting like a tarp, rolling carelessly to the ground. Jacking somebody's car. That's what the screams are. And she's alive. Now, like, this is actually what happened in Sherlock. (laughs) Is it really? That's, like, literally one of the scenarios they played out in Sherlock when they were like, oh, he's actually alive. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That's wild. You just called that out. That's like comic book uh, 101, though. Like, if you don't see them die, they're not dead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So, I I mean, any excuse to bring back Lucy Lawless, I don't care. That's fine with me. Yeah. She'd be a great, like, callback. And maybe then she, she keeps teasing michael some more and maybe he's more inclined to join her i don't know that's season four so that's it she she goes down he debriefs with lucy and uh not lucy lawless lucy the the corporate spy friend yeah i'd like to debrief her oh yeah she she can get debriefed um (laughs) jesus she so she's she's out here debriefing and uh she's like did she say any last words could it be different but they go over the whole thing um and he this is my one of my favorite lines in the episode as well he says uh oh don't worry lucy i'm not gonna be in miami that much longer i'm thinking uh my guy we got six more seasons uh i think you might be wrong about that yeah (laughs) pretty sure you're gonna be in miami that much longer no he's gonna move to fort lauderdale oh (laughs) burn notice colon clear water Oh, Pensacola. <laughs> Bird notice. Tallahassee. City. Ooh, how about Orlando? And he yep. fucks around at Disney World. Burn notice. Port St. Louis. Lucy. <laughs> Port St. Louis. Port he Saint takes Louis. a riverboat. A lot of riverboat gambling uh, oh, excursions. I love that. I would love that. Um, so he uh, he's going to get uh, his, he got his, he got his documents. He gets his IDs and he's going to go to D.C., but uh, Sam X throws in a little plot twist. He says, well, about that, Michael, I don't think you're going to need to go to D.C. I spoke with my intelligence guys and they're coming to see you. Mm, and then fucking Michael Weston does the cheesiest, greatest thing. He, yep. lo- he fucking puts on sunglasses and looks into the camera. Straight up, Dave. Suck it, David Caruso. Get fucked, <laughs> CSI Miami. They're just fucking planting their flag as the quintess. Like, you gotta remember. You gotta remember. This show's going. Dexter is going. And CSI Miami are all going at the same time. Somebody oh, yeah. has to stake their claim. Plant their flag as the as the number one Miami TV series. And Jeffrey Donovan says, fuck you, David Caruso. Suck it with your sunglasses. I'm doing the sunglasses thing now. Get fucked. It's so good. It's great. He just looks at he just he doesn't really even smile either. No, he doesn't need to fucking smile. This isn't fucking this isn't jokes. This isn't fun. Happy time. We're not playing games. He's just like, it's go time. I'm about to burn the motherfucker who burned me. Yeah! <laughs> I'll have to, all right, I'm going to throw in some of that, too. We're going to oh, all CSI yeah. tropes at this point. Hell yeah. It looks who, like... Who are you? Let's do it. It looks like David Caruso was the one getting burned all along. Yeah! Belt <laughs> it out. So good. Oh, you know it. Ugh. You know it. scream right in your goddamn ear. And if you've looked ahead, you know, the people who watched this concurrently in 2007 didn't get the benefit of that. But if you look ahead, the next episode, 11 and 12, that's a two-parter, my friends. Two-part finale. We have something to look forward to, folks. We've got some very special things planned. We absolutely have a plan for it. 
we have a plan. It won't get burned. <laughs> we definitely have a plan for our two-part finale, so stay tuned for that. Um, there's a it's couple a big one. couple things I want to hit before we get out of here about this episode. Um, one funny little trivia. Well, let's look at the IMDb trivia notes. When Those are always fun. When Fiona mentioned that Sam's vest smells like Old Spice and bourbon, that was definitely intentional because Bruce Campbell was already an Old Spice spokesman by then. Oh, he was had, he really? Yes, he started his Old Spice gig in 2006. Oh, that's pretty funny. And then we already talked about this, but Bruce Campbell and Lucy Lawless have worked together a whole bunch, so it's crazy that they didn't. Uh, really crazy. Yeah, like didn't. why they? Yeah, they like it's insane that they didn't have one little throwaway scene where even maybe like he even calls her princess or something. So anything, anything. Been great. Uh, but they did not. Uh, also, yeah, we talked about the handedness issues and all that. And now, uh, one thing I want to get it to is uh, one review from this episode that I just <laughs> I found it on IMDb and it moved me. It moved almost, me. You know, did you see the date on it? It's almost a year ago today. It's nineteenth of December in twenty eighteen. It's so beautiful. It's 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 so great. It's so well written, and I thought it was so important, and I wanted to share it. Uh, yeah, it's with a really all beautiful one. Um, so I'm going to read it. It's uh, it's a poem. It is by uh, Koti09553, uh, uh, the great poet. Um, it is called A Great Good Episode. A Great Good Episode. This specific episode has a great plot, has a great Paul Shapiro, and the acting is also good. This episode is very likable. Watch the episode. You will like it. Scene beautiful my goodness thank you thank you i don't want to make fun of this person too much because i think he's actually 12 years old if oh. you look at his other reviews. oh okay i also thought this may have been translated because i don't know what has a great paul shapiro means i think this kid shouldn't be what he, he like he's reviewing team hot wheels oh, and scooby-doo guess who the revenge of the swamp monster all of his reviews by the way are in this format that's a wonderful format like what a what a wonderful writer so we might I mean, have that. I might. Yeah, mine he's more reviewing data like iCarly. I like I think he is like a young guy. Okay, I mean, maybe kid. just likes. Oh, he oh, reviewed you, WWE Armageddon 2007. I was about to say he's got WrestleMania reviews too. Oh, so there you go. Rest- oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna get into this off pod. Holy shit! Uh, check out my Twitch stream for more uh, wrestling reviews from this guy. We'll get into that. Beautiful. You got a, you've got a new fucking you got some new content we right found, there, yeah, baby. We found a guy. We love to see that. Okay, so we, we did that. And so now we have to rate the episode. Let's rate it out of uh ten faulty bulletproof vests. I like that. It's very appropriate. Should I start us off? Yeah, please start us off. All right. So thoughts on the episode. I had thought overall it was a good episode. I think I mirror your thoughts and thinking that it was started slow, it started pointless for the most part. Like it was literally just to get a hairpin which feels like you could have done that in any other way instead of just like a random character that doesn't show up anymore in a scene that was kind of weird. But uh, overall, we got Fiona getting jealous. We got Michael actually being horny, which is pretty fun. It's hard to deny the fucking on-screen presence of Lucy Law. Oh, she kills it. Oh. Absolutely. You never seen she has. She's so good. The heel turn, unexpectedly great. I think I got to give this one. Uh, I'm going to give it eight and a half bulletproof vest. So half of the vest got ripped off, but eight and a half out of 10. I mean, even if half of it's ripped off, it wasn't going to work anyway. So you don't need it. It's just as useless half as it is whole. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Two halves of a useless bulletproof vest make a whole useless bulletproof vest. It doesn't matter. Uh, Just like life. Being a spy is a lot like having a faulty bulletproof vest. 
<laughs> if you if you have half of one, it doesn't matter. Oh man, so good. Um, all right, so yeah, I uh, I said I wasn't sure about this one going into it, but yes, this was carried entirely by Lucy Lawless. Um, so I'm really just rating it. I didn't like almost anything besides Lucy Lawless in this episode. It's only on her, but I'm giving yeah. it. I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it six bulletproof vests out of ten. Six Lucy Lawless wearing bulletproof vests out of ten, um, which do stop bullets because Lucy Lawless is superhuman and stops bullets. Exactly. And she's only wearing the vest, right? That's the only thing she's wearing. That's all she needs. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the episode. That's it for us this week. Uh, we should probably get a get, get, uh, What are we doing? Let's do some plugs. <laughs> Let's do some plugs. Uh, guest we didn't have on. If there's anything you'd like to plug, let us know. Okay, great. Thank okay. you very much. You yeah, can thank find you. that's me. a good yeah. Follow them there. If yes, you want. absolutely. But, uh, uh, you can find me at uh, Thick Flare TTV on Twitter. Uh, you can find my Twitch stream Thick Flare on Twitch. Twitch TV slash Thick Flare. We're having a lot of fun on that. Uh, so definitely stick around. We're probably going to be doing some stuff uh, involving Wrestle Kingdom next week, late night. Uh, so a lot of that to come. Please follow me on Twitter for updates on that. I um, also invite you to my Discord there as well, where we have a lot of fun too. Josh, where can they find you? Where can they find us? They could find me at Shake and Bakey on Twitter and Twitch. That's Shake and Bake Y. Not Shaky Bakey, not Shake and Bacon. Shake Common a, sh- and Bacon. Yeah, I'm not Kevin Bacon either. So, you know, that guy. But we can probably find six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon separation for you. Ooh, I wonder how many degrees I am from Kevin. We should Bacon. do, not you know what would be fun is me. if we did six degrees of separation, or six degrees of Kevin Bacon for all the Burn Notice cast. To get to Kevin Bacon or someone else? Kevin Bacon or anyone else. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the, the OG. I'm, I'm cool I think because I, uh, <laughs> I think I made this joke on Twitter. And I think, I don't know if you saw it or you would appreciate it. It's funny. Uh, but uh, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, I was like, I kept seeing like every time a politician or somebody like starts shit posting on Twitter and people like post pictures of them with Jeffrey Epstein. You could play that game now. It's like six six degrees of separation between Ke- Jeffrey oh, Epstein and any rich person. Six degrees of Jeffrey Epstein is such a good game. Oh my god, we need to. Yeah, I was like, it, oh, I was like, wow. damn, it's making it so much easier now. Like I love you could that. do it so easy with I rich people that. right now. I love that. So you you can follow us um, <laughs> at Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell Truther.org. It's an organization. It means a lot to oh. us. <laughs> Plug the podcast, please. Okay, yeah. Uh, you can also find us at Burn Notice Pod on Twitter, where we actually shared earlier. Uh, Paul made a wonderful gif of that moment. Yeah, the sunglasses. Where Jeffrey GIF. Donovan puts on those sunglasses, so immortalized on the on the fan account. Uh, but you can also email us, which somebody did. We'll have to post that. Somebody emailed us. We, we will respond it. to all questions and emails here on the pod. So if you write us an email and you want us to talk about something on the pod, or you have any questions for us, you want us to read on pod, send them in. We'll do it. We have a new Bernie bro, as uh, uh, sent to us, uh, Amy, uh, sent us a lovely picture of their dog, which we'll have to post. So they must have listened to our first episode. It was either episode zero or episode one, where we were saying, send your dogs. Yeah, we, so we still want you to do fan. that. we fan. We love it. Thank you, Amy, for sending in that wonderful dog that we should uh, share with the world. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you, That's everybody. burnafternoticing at gmail.com. Yes, burnafternoticing at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Thank you for everyone that stuck with us for the first uh, 10 weeks. And as we go into 2020, uh, we're really, really excited to keep this going. So, uh, again, thank you all. Uh, Stick with us. We'll be back next week. Don't get burned. That's the biggest resolution you should make in 2020 is to not get burned. Do not get got and don't get burned. Don't do it.